Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, welcome. That's a new way to start. Just screaming into people's ears. You feel like that's a good way to go? Uh, surprising. It's different. This is the Line Sight 2020 podcast. I, of course, am Scott. I'm Brendan, carrying Scott today. You carry me every day, buddy. Carrying your love with me. Top five George Strait songs. You already not did. in my to- <laughs> not in my <laughs> not in my top five George Strait songs. That would be a funny list. All right, we of course are brought to you by LineSight2020.com. That's L I N E S I G H T two zero two zero dot com. Visit that website. Join. You get a month's free and. We, we would like you to join so we can get some new blood. Um, the, the people that have been there forever were super uh, They're winning happy. too much money. They're not winning too much money, <laughs> and they're starting to get a little too big for their britches. Yeah, they are. Uh, buying steak dinners for random relatives with all their money. Doing all the things. Going to the state fair. Costs $70 to get a steak now. Does it really? Kind of. That's bad. But I bought a steak at Central Market. It was not $70. It That's seemed kind of in line with its regular cost. I really? Know. Yeah. Okay. I went to a steakhouse on Sunday night, and it was, there was like $79 steaks for like 20 ounces. So you went to a steakhouse on Sunday night, and you went to the Mexican. That is a steakhouse. It's a Mexican. They had steak on the menu. Well, that doesn't make it a steakhouse. Like Chili's has steak on the menu. Is that a steakhouse? <laughs> I think at the airport it's considered a steakhouse. That's Chili's two with <laughs> two O's. Chili's also. Yeah, Chili's also. Chili's as well. Well, let's get into it. Top five steakhouses. <laughs> Chili's is number one. Let's talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs. We'll talk uh, obviously college football. Mystery top five, NFL football. That's the way this one's gonna go. Uh MLB playoffs is in full swing. It was in full swing last week also. You know, well, it's an extra full swing. Or maybe it's less swing now since there's less teams. Yeah, it's less swing. <laughs> it's on the downswing? The stakes are higher. <laughs> yes, they are. Look at that segue. I watched nine innings of the Padres-Phillies game last night, and it was it was only like two hours and 45 minutes. I watched nine innings of the Astros and Mariners, and then I watched another nine <laughs> innings, and it was the same damn game. <laughs> How frustrating that was. So the Astros go 18 innings and win one to nothing against the Mariners uh, to eliminate the Mariners. They did. They eliminated the Mariners. We lost on our ticket of 40 to 1 Mariners to win the World Series. However, our hedge was pretty great, yep. so we walk away from that, um, plus seven units. That was fantastic. Solid. And um, I would say that we have plenty of baseball to look ahead to because the grudge match begins tonight in the ALCS with the Yankees uh, after their very short celebration. Uh, get on a plane last night, head down to H-Town to – face their nemesis the houston astros houston our friends down there our astro fan friends uh very excited that the astros are moving on and that all of the favorites have been knocked out of the, <laughs> of the playoffs their road appears to be a bit easier although the yankees are one of the favorites does anyone want to play philadelphia 
No. <laughs> uh, so Philadelphia beats the Braves. The Padres uh, exorcise the demons of the NL West and knock off the Dodgers. So you've got Phils and Padres, of course, as mentioned, uh, Brendan mentioned last night, Phillies win 2-0. Aaron Nola gets taken out of the game after the seventh inning and 83 pitches. Aaron Nola starts tonight. Uh, or this afternoon, Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, sorry. Zach Wheeler. Uh, was pulled. <laughs> well, that's okay. What a great preemptive move that would have been. <laughs> Just randomly pulling Aaron Nola. Uh, so this is a this is a common theme now. And I get that the Phillies bullpen is, is really good. And they're pitching lights out. Sir Anthony, Alvarado. They've got a lot of good guys in that bullpen. But I just don't. These managers and these analytics, oh, they can't they can't possibly go through the third time. I mean, who would do such a thing? That was ridiculous. Dave, I, I, I won't even hear another side to that. 83 pitches in complete domination. They had given up like one hit at the time. His stuff was ridiculous. They couldn't do anything against him at the plate. And they pulled him for that. I, did it work out? Of course, it did. But that's still ridiculous. The Philly or the Padres were threatening in the ninth. They got two on with one out. And um, that's two. That's two bullpen arms that didn't need to pitch. Essentially, uh, it was stupid. All right. Um. That's enough baseball. I don't know. Do you have more baseball? Um. Have you seen my baseball? I have not seen your baseball in particular. Uh, I guess I'm just uh, ready to see everything move forward. I think we're up uh, a little over six units on the postseason. Again, that's fine. We're kind of right where we need to be on pace. Uh, we were up about 11 units last postseason, so we'll look to um, we'll look to improve upon our six units and uh, get going today. Sign up, and uh, you'll get those picks. Superb, superb. Let's talk a little NCAA football, if you will. Um, so the big game, la big games last week. I've got a real problem with the way the uh, the TV schedule is working these days. They put like a bunch of good games at eleven, and they put like nothing at two thirty. I mean, I know the Tennessee Alabama game was at two thirty this so week. So was TCU and Oklahoma State. Well, they had a. Penn State, Michigan was early. And that was not a good game. Well, it was number 10 versus number 5. I mean, retrospectively, it was not a good game. Correct? One of those teams was fraudulent, and I think we identified that last week. We did. That's true. So let's talk a little bit about the Penn State-Michigan game. I mean, not that there's a ton to talk about. I mean, it was 17-16 in the second quarter, and then they just kind of dominated them. I didn't get a Michigan chance. wins 41-17. I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot of that game uh, because I watched Texas have a nail-biter against the Cyclones, as per usual. Um, but Michigan definitely dominated um, once uh, they took the lead. Yeah, 16-14 at halftime, Michigan That's uh, right. leading the game and then just ran away with it uh, in the third and fourth quarters. Um, Blake Corum runs the football well. Yeah, Michigan has great, uh, great running game actually. Uh, all right, Alabama Tennessee, the other big game. That was an incredible football game. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Didn't misplay. I don't think the kick at the end 
<laughs> it was the ugliest field goal kick I've ever seen in my life. I was convinced that it didn't clear the crossbar. I, I totally was, too. It didn't look like it had enough on it. It was spinning like a propeller on an airplane. <laughs> it was going sideways. On a propeller that was going down? Yeah. Or a helicopter? No, I, yeah. I, no, I kind of like, like a, the helicopter. A front propeller airplane. It was spinning like this. Yeah, it it looked it looked terrible. It was the ugliest thing. Um, that's the ugliest game winning kick I can remember. Yeah, for sure. And then they take the goalpost down. Did you see they arrested uh, the Alabama receiver this morning? Oh, they did for hitting, for that, hitting that girl. girl? Yeah, Jermaine Burton. Yikes! He's in the pokey. He may be bailed out by now, but he got arrested this morning. That's bad. Mug shot and everything. Okay. Yeah, and this goes to two points on this. The 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 fans storming the field. It, it, I just don't understand why it happens so often. I it get that these at- people are excited. Uh, but I see very limited upside in doing it. I would never do that, but I'm also uh highbrow and look down upon people and think that that's beneath <laughs> me. Um but I, I do see why they do it, but it just seems like bad stuff happens on the field. And I'm not excusing what he did at all. Like, he has no business uh, hitting a woman uh, or anybody, even a dude for that matter. Um, but I just think that people are putting themselves in harm's way when they enter the field of play. Exactly. And that's it happened. Tech rushed the field when they beat Texas earlier this year. There was a kind of an incident but it looked like actually the uh, the texas kid got pushed in the back and then yeah, ran into a girl this. and uh but yeah you are asking for something bad to happen when you put drunk college people with drunk with non-drunk hyped up amped up athletes that have just you know had their season destroyed essentially they can lose two more games and their season well, still won't be destroyed <laughs> i know you get my point mm-hmm. um so they take the goalpost down. Did you see the video of this? Yeah, I've seen so many videos. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like locusts taking down a a, a, a plant or something. That it's just kind of slowly sinking in, into the crowd. So they take the goalposts over to the Tennessee River, throw them in the river. I still don't understand how they got it out of the stands through like the concourse. Right, I have no idea how that happened. Does anybody have any footage of it actually leaving Leaving? the seating area, going through, you know, the the, the concourse portal to get into the larger concourse? Yep. How does that work? I have no idea. And then I think this is all, I think these are all deep fakes. And then they put up a GoFundMe to replace the goalpost. GoFund yourself. It's like $100,000. I thought it was like $163,000 last I saw it. No, I think they they asked for a hundred thousand or something. Oh, uh, I think that was the fine they got. I think the goalpost is like two hundred fifty grand or something. Dang, really? I, I need don't to care. get in the goalpost business. My point being, <laughs> SEC schools got fifty five million dollars each last year from their TV deal, and they're asking for a hundred grand to, re- to replace a goalpost. Can they not just afford that? Did Tennessee, the university, ask for it? Yeah. Is that who's the author is? Yeah, of the GoFundMe. We're Absolutely. sure that that's true. 
Why was it Clay Travis? Like, <laughs> what's the, what's the other choice? Yeah, it was the football. Well, team. I'm just mean some booster could be like putting a logo up there of Tennessee <laughs> and like, why don't you come fund the university for your party? And next thing you know, this guy's got a uh, you know a place down at Florabama. That sounds like a very very Trumpian way to go about GoFundMe's. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Syracuse beats North Carolina State at home. Syracuse undefeated. Six and zero for the first time since Dino. Uh, in like twenty five years or something. Donovan McNabb probably. I loved Syracuse in that game minus three and a half. Loved, loved, loved it, and it of course covered. Um, Kentucky beats Mississippi State at home. Man, Kentucky head scratcher. Yeah, for sure. Mississippi State head scratcher. Yeah, so Will Rogers, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. Just couldn't get it done against that Kentucky defense. I don't know what to say about Will Rogers. He's he's really experienced and he's good, but he has up and down results. Yeah, seems like a lot of these senior college quarterbacks get that way, or they just I don't know. It's never just a trajectory that's like straight up. It's just kind of this bumpy ride. Or you're Bryce Young and you're a freshman, you're, you're incredible. You know who's not having an up and down senior year for the fifth time senior. Dorian Thompson Robinson. DTR UCLA. We he will... needs to be in the Heisman talk for sure. Yes, we will definitely discuss DTR and Chip Kelly and their trip to Oregon uh, coming up soon. But the last game I want to talk about from last week, Oklahoma State at TCU. Great game. Uh, goes into overtime. TCU has to come back from what? They were down 14 late. TCU again. TCU again was just the text I kept receiving <laughs> during this game. TCU again. Uh, but TCU comes all the way from behind uh, at home. The Fort Worth crowd's going crazy. All the kids in their uh, suit tops and blue jeans and hats, cowboy hats. And girls in their purple thongs. All of the things. Uh, so TCU, the other undefeated, the only undefeated team in the Big 12 currently. Uh, my biggest takeaway from that game is those TCU uniforms were awful. Please don't ever wear those again. Those don't look anything like your school, your school colors. I don't care about horned frogs with blood coming out of eyes. That's an old bit. It looks stupid. Go back to what you used to wear. TCU has had bad uniform game for a while. They that- just tricked everything up. They were fine the way it was. Right. Go like back the to purple. the Jim Wacker. Yeah, I like the purple. The purple's solid. All right, let's move on to this week's games. Texas at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State getting six and a half points at home. How do you feel about that? That seems ridiculous to me. That's a lot of points. At Stillwater. No one plays well at Stillwater. Texas certainly does. Oklahoma does. <laughs> Bedlam. Uh, and so... I don't know what to think. Sometimes I look at the the games like Texas and Iowa State last week where Texas is a 15-point favorite at close. And obviously they, they barely win by three. And I think to myself, were they looking ahead to Oklahoma State so maybe they're going to be more prepared this week than last week? And so maybe the line's decent. Or is it just that they're not that great? I think it has more is more a reflection of Oklahoma State and what they've had to endure emotionally. Um, I mean, that's a lot of football to play at TCU, losing 
um, and they they kind of emptied their tank, so to speak. And they played at home against Tech the week before, and they kind of almost lost that. That game. was a cra- they covered it was closer that, than the ten. That was a crazy game. Yeah, a lot of back and forth, big plays. Uh, I think that this is a reflection of Texas being uh, a darling uh, to the betting public, and that Oklahoma State has uh, really had to go through a lot of emotional kind of games back to back to back to back. Yeah, you're leaning here, Oklahoma State. Yep. You like Oklahoma State. I like Oklahoma State plus six and a half at home. I do. Spencer Sanders, the bad Spencer Sanders, showed up for a minute. Uh, Threw a not great pick at, towards the end of the game. Yeah, um, but that's kind of the bad Spencer, one bad Spencer Sanders of the whole season so far. He's right. been really solid. He has. Um, okay, Syracuse, my darlings, Syracuse, catching thirteen and a half points at Clemson. Clemson, I just don't believe in Clemson, and I don't know why. They kind of just continue to win and continue to cover, and they're playing a lot better on offense than they have, certainly last year. Uh, you went through their their point totals for me last week, and I was like, really? Oh, wow. Kinda, yeah, it's, it's sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky scoring a lot of points. And then they beat Florida State uh, last week, and they get the hot, hot orange uh, into to Clemson, South Carolina this week. What do you feel on this Syracuse one? has only been on the road one time. Only left the Carrier Dome once, and that was to UConn, so they could take on Jim Bayheim, Jim <laughs> Calhoun, and Jerry McNamara. Um, the, Syracuse is a huge public dog play this week. Um, I think it's a tread lightly situation um, because Clemson is still a very tough place to play. Uh, when they rub on that rock, uh, Howard's rock, rub the rock. They got old Dabo in there. Um, they're great, man. I do. That's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. That's almost two touchdowns. But I do like the handicap of they haven't been on the road except for once. That's and, and, and they that play in that dome. That wasn't really on the road. If I don't think you, <laughs> right. I don't think UConn's packing them in. Now you love this though, heavy dog. 11 a.m. kick. That's one of my favorites. That is one of your favorites. This is going to be uh, – I mean, I'm sure we're going to play Syracuse, right? I like Syracuse um, as my one-star play this week. Uh, so we'll definitely discuss further. I, that's just a lot of points. And you you might be able to wait and get 14. Really? You think it's going to go that way? I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't seem like it. Maybe it will. All right. UCLA – the aforementioned UCLA travels to Oregon. Why is this not a night game? That's pretty strange. I agree. It should be. It should be late. I want night. that thing in prime time. No doubt. All right, uh, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Chip Kelly. The minds have finally merged after four years on campus. They're scoring points. They're beating everybody uh, that they play. Now they travel up to Oregon. I'm actually shocked. Oregon is number 10 in the country. Had no idea. Was not on my radar at all. I They've been very much on my radar, and I think it is completely unwarranted. It's got, I mean, they've beat Arizona. 
and Wazoo, Wazoo, and Stanford. Oh, they did beat BYU. That's a decent win. Not not anymore. Everybody kicks BYU's ass. Do you know that they lost to Georgia in Week One? It was forty nine to three. <laughs> it wasn't that close, and it wasn't that close. No. So how are they number ten? I have no idea. And That's... I get it. It was Week One. It's at a neutral field. These guys aren't ready. You got Lanning going against this one. I get all the different angles, but it was still forty nine to three, and they looked absolutely abysmal. I think this goes to show you the first game of the season. No one cares what happens at all. I mean, it is just if you play a good team, it doesn't matter. So you might as well have these cool opening games or first week games that are between big schools because they don't care. There's no penalty. That's right. Uh, And so UCLA, of course, uh, beats Utah at home. Solid win. Both of these teams uh, off a bye. And so they'll both be rested, healthy, and relatively healthy for the middle of the season. I love UCLA here. I uh, I do too, which is always a scary thing. Why are we both <laughs> loving them? Why are they catching so many points? I get it that Oregon's a tough place to play. It's loud. Their fans are way into it. Uh, Alton Stadium is very cool looking. Yeah. Um, but I still think you're looking at a team that's significant. In my opinion, what I have seen, and I've watched a lot of UCLA games this year because they're they're exciting to watch. Yeah, no doubt. They score tons of points, and they, they look very fundamentally sound doing it. Uh, I think they're better across the board than Oregon by a lot. You like the total here, too. It's actually 69.5 currently. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of points here. I, nobody can stop UCLA's. Nobody's stopping Chip Kelly and his guns. Um, and, and I think it's funny. If we talked about last year what would happen this year in a marquee matchup with quarterbacks named Bo Nix against DTR, we would have laughed. <laughs> it's a top 10 that matchup. Would, that would have been like three and three teams playing each other. Yeah, like talk about two guys that have never fulfilled their their promise, so to speak. Um, and, and now it seems, I mean, because Bo Nix has played really well since the UGA beatdown. Mm-hmm. Um, this is funny. I What are we at, 2.30 on that? Yep. I, I may watch that more than Oklahoma State, Texas. I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> but it's definitely going to be on the flipper. All right, the night game. It's one of the night games. But um, Mississippi State at Alabama. Mississippi State catching 21 points. 21 and a half. They've got. There's a hook in there, Holmes. They have got a really good defense. Uh, and if we haven't seen anything this season, we've seen that Alabama can be had up front. Both offensive line and defensive line, not great. And that's been their bread and butter. This game's interesting because it's going to show me a lot about Alabama moving forward. This is a game where Alabama every single season kicks Mississippi State's ass real bad. Real bad. Um, I think that they are... Uh, like the last score, I think was forty nine to nine last year. It's kind of always right in this point. Now sometimes Alabama's endured a loss, sometimes they haven't to this point, but they always kick Mississippi State around and have for a number of years. I would like to test the the theory of 
okay, this is going one of two ways. Alabama's going to bounce back like they typically do and thump them again, or they're going to be in a dogfight, and this Alabama team is Ain't that good. Is not as good, much like we've kind of called this entire uh, season. They're not. They're, they're, they're clearly not. But are they good enough to pummel uh, one of their conference rivals, their divisional rivals, uh, because on paper you'd like to think they are with all of their star power, but uh, Will Anderson did literally nothing at all last week. I saw him give up on plays. I started uh, watching just individual matchups, um, and, and Will Anderson did did nothing. He was just a guy out there, and he wasn't making any sort of penetration into the backfield. He was giving up on plays at the line of scrimmage. Maybe he was frustrated. I don't know. But I started watching that because I couldn't believe that he was making no impact plays whatsoever. And I get it. Tennessee gets rid of the ball and stuff. But even when Hendon Hooker had, had some, you know, four or five seconds back there, Will Anderson was nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um, Dude, Alabama looks weak up front on that line. And they look weak in the back of the secondary. There were dudes running wide open all day, and the same thing happened against Texas. Xavier Worthy, tons of success that first quarter when Ewers was in there and healthy, just running over the top. And uh, Will Rogers can get that done. I like the 21 points here. What else are we looking at at nighttime? Nighttime, Kansas State at TCU. TCU uh, again? TCU again, TCU minus three and a half at home, undefeated. This is where Kansas State thrives. This this line is reflective, uh, just like the Oklahoma State Texas line is. There's a this, this should be higher. This should be closer to a touchdown, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, I think so. With the but I, I get why it's three and a half because this team just has played a lot of of high impact games in a row. Uh, Kansas State's a great dog. Um, but they're not great. They're they're not. Yeah. So two things here. They're on the road and it's at night. If if Kansas State's at home and it's an eleven a.m. kick, we're all over them. Uh, this is going to be an interesting interesting game to see if TCU can get back up for this because they're obviously patting themselves on the back. Hey, we came back from you know what was it seventeen at one point that they were down. Um, no, it's maybe even more than that. Um, it, but but made a furious comeback in the second half, get it to overtime, pull out the win. You know, that takes its, its toll on a team. Um, and Kansas State's going to be well-rested and ready to come in and play. Um, I don't know. I think if you lose that game, that's the killer. I think if you win, that's energizing your team. That well, I some... just mean, I just mean it's, it's – uh, they're coming off the heels of, you know, beating Oklahoma a few weeks ago. Uh, beating Okie State last week, and then the the Kansas game was a huge, you know, that was a overtime game too. And then the skilling day before that, yeah, it that's that's a that's a run of four in a row that's pretty tough. Um, I am, I don't really, I'm really interested what the numbers say uh, on this one. All right, uh, let's talk a little Duke versus Duke at Miami. Duke catching nine points. Miami sucks. Miami's real bad. This nobody seems to understand that in the betting community. There's no way Miami's covering this number. 
They should not be giving nine points to anyone. Yes, except for maybe Bethune Cookman, <laughs> who they beat seventy three to four. Oh yeah, yeah. They put up seventy. Is the point? Yes. Uh, I mean, Miami barely beat Virginia Tech, who is terrible. I mean, they're terrible. Um, What's I, going on with Mario Cristobal? I mean, he's. I mean. He's offensive guy, right? Yeah, but I don't think he's got. I mean, you, this is the same situation that SMU has. There's a bunch of players there that don't want to play for him. So they they beat Virginia Tech by six. They lose to North Carolina at home. They lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. They lose to A <laughs> and M. Like this is a bad team. Well. How are they going to cover nine points? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, they may win the game, especially with that strong Miami home crowd that they like to attract, uh, particularly in a losing season. <laughs> I'm joking. What a joke of a town of sports <laughs> that is. Um, I, I, Duke plays all their games close. Uh, Mike Elko has is, is really um, changed the culture there. And all due respect to David Cutcliffe, who he replaced and was there for a long time and did a great job. You know, that team went to, to hell in a handbasket in October last year and couldn't couldn't ever get out of the muckety muck. Uh Elko's solid. They play played I mean, they've had a chance to win every game. I'll tell you this from a perspective standpoint. Kansas beat Duke by eight at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Kansas is a better it was football a three team point, than Miami? It was a three-point game until the very end, I think. Yes. Um, do I think – I think Kansas is markedly better than Miami. Right, and this is the same line essentially. So give us all of Duke plus eight and a half at Miami. Uh, your four-star, Wake Forest at home, minus three touchdowns against Boston College. I don't – like this at all, but I want to hear your handicap. So, um, Wake Forest is fantastic on offense. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that is definitely a fair statement. Their RPO, um, delayed RPO, was what I'll call it with Sam Hartman, is it fantastic. The, it is the most uncomfortable <laughs> offense to watch. I, I'm always waiting for a fumble. <laughs> yes, or like, something. Like, is he going to pull that ball back yet? <laughs> what's or happening? What's taking so long? Uh, but I'm now used to it, and Wake Forest has covered five of six football games this year. Uh, they beat BC 41-10 to last year. I would argue that Wake Forest is better this year than last year by a lot. Man, that Sam Hartman's awesome. Um, and Boston College sucks. Uh, they've played two good teams. They were called Florida State and Clemson. Both of those teams waxed them. Boston College 1-5 against the spread. Um, and they haven't covered by an average margin of six and a half points. I love this game now. Give me Wake Forest <laughs> minus 30. Uh, do, do a little alt line on that. I think Wake Forest is absolutely going to dump truck Boston College. I do like that, and they, they just got pounded last week at home against Clemson. Now they go on the road against Wake Forest. Not I'm a good not spot. Too, too, well, they did have a bye week in between there. Um, you know who does not coach Boston College anymore? Tom Coughlin. Did he coach Boston College? Yeah. So did Jeff Jagodzinski. Oh, yeah. I remember that guy. All right. Um, da, da, da. What do you want to tell you? You want to hit Ole Miss LSU before we change uh, change sports? I want to hit my five-star real quick. Okay. Kansas, I love that. 
Kansas Baylor over 59 and a half. That's something to talk about. Let's so, give them something. I think about. here's another random one for me. Baylor scores a lot of points, and they give up a lot of points. I know. I don't understand what's going on with that defense over there. It's crazy. It's not boring Dave defense at all. No, and Kansas is a liability on defense as well. And so this leads me to say just why is this total so low, really, um, at 59 and a half? It's, it's got to be as a result of Baylor – um reputation of strong defense that has to be the reason because th- nothing else makes sense their their defense is 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 allowing uh points and yards like i haven't seen in a long time they played BYU la- um for West Virginia last week and they lost yeah 43 to 40 and West Virginia offense is not great no i love the over in that game all right you want to talk LSU Ole Miss go uh, what a game! Line. Uh, a little bit of a confusing line. Uh, I think most of it has to do with all right. We're gonna we're gonna pay homage to LSU. It's at home, and they just walloped Florida. Uh, so was our uh, adaptation of LSU overblown that they're they're a terrible football team? Kind of not. They can kind of score too. And Ole Miss hasn't uh, really gone on the road either, I don't believe. They have one road game, maybe? Uh, let's see here. They played at Vandy, 152-28. to 28. They played at Georgia Tech, 142-0. to zero. So two yeah, road games. Two so this will be the games. third game. This is mid-afternoon as well. And so you're not getting LSU night game, which is always dangerous. <clears throat> but... It's always confusing to me when the number seven team in the country is a dog to an unranked team. Um, it's Ole, just Miss, Ole Miss defense was rolling, and then the last couple weeks, not good. Right. And LSU's picking it up on offense. Jaden Daniels has found something. I yes. Think. they. We, you know, we had a big number on uh, Florida last Saturday night, and I was stunned that yeah. LSU – looked as good as they did yeah i don't even think that was florida looking that bad to be honest with you i thought that was lsu looking good which i did not see coming after uh tennessee trounced them and and anthony richardson just so up and down i mean throw for 400 yards against one team throw for 50 against another and he's just all over the place uh okay that will be it for the college football recap forecast prognosis all of the things going forward for your saturday viewing pleasure what are we talking about next we're gonna do a mystery top five next and it's the mystery top five you want to go or me uh it's probably mine is terrible it's probably better if i do i might just build off of yours i don't know that you can (laughs) I don't know that you can build off this. Okay, give me it. Did you watch yesterday any of the uh, Yankees-Indians game? They game on, five. They weren't on TV. Yeah, it, was on T- it was on TBS, and uh, Bob Costas was giving cliche after cliche. Do you think Bob Costas would have been happy if they were still called the Indians? You know, uh, you know, how, much, you know how high his moral horse would have been if they were still called the Indians? <laughs> 
he's he's going through something personal. I don't I don't know. But if you're you're aware that the game before uh, Josh Naylor hits this home run, rocks off, the baby off off Garrett Cole and is running his mouth and then doing the baby gesture mm-hmm. because he's Garrett Cole's daddy. Yeah, as though anyone thinks that that's solid correctly plays <laughs> Josh Naylor and Garrett Cole and then uh so Glaber Torres receives the uh toss from shortstop for the final out yesterday and Glaber Torres makes the the motion of the baby over to the Cleveland oh, Indians dugout solid um g- good smack talk good way to end it so I have come up with the mystery top five babies <laughs> I've got five top I've got top five babies right here what do you got? Top five babies. Yes. I'm you can't go use anything of your own. The Gerber baby. Number five okay. on my list. Gerber baby drawn and released to the public in 1928. We all know the Gerber baby. Very cute. I think it, there's a new Gerber baby. There is a new Gerber baby. Weren't they doing like auditions or something? I think so. During COVID maybe? possible um i haven't eaten gerber baby food in so long is it still good product <laughs> That's, wow shocking you haven't eaten gerber but ba- you haven't done you didn't did you ever do one of those church things all right that's a long time ago also ever one of those church things yes <laughs> <laughs> definitely done one of the church things. no we're like you uh do you like all sit in like a row and so there's several rows like a, a row boat and it's a relay race. PJ Flex. It's a relay race about eating baby food. Uh uh-uh, uh. I've never done this. Uh, it sounds asinine. It's kind of like a young life type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done it. All right. Gerber baby. Yep. All right. Nice job. Thank you. The Lindbergh baby. Number four on my <laughs> list. Wait, is this see through? <laughs> cheating on this? I'm an amazing baby guesser. All right. What do you know about the Lindbergh baby? Kidnapped. Yes. Ding. Uh,. By Amelia Earhart? No, no, <laughs> not Amelia Earhart. Which, can I give you the name, though? Because this is awesome. Is it, it's like Vanderbilt or somebody. Bruno Richard Hauptman was, oh, was oh. charged. Yes, and, and the Rosenbergs. And, ex- <laughs> and executed in 1936. Do you know I don't. how much the ransom note was, was asking for? Five grand. That would have been something. Fifty grand, though. Okay, yeah, still low. Still low. So sounding low. Yeah. I mean, Josh but, Naylor probably makes fifty grand uh, a game. The baby. Yeah. An, an at bat against Garrett Cole. All right. Uh, next baby. Man, you are you're on fire. Um. Baby back ribs. Oh, still with the chilies. I know where <laughs> we're going for lunch. <laughs> I did not have baby back ribs, but that's a good that's a good one. Thank I you. like that. Thank you. Uh, baby's got back. Okay, all <laughs> of mine are song are not songs. They're You're all humans. people. They're uh, all humans. That's a good one too, though. Human. Uh, Sir Mixalai is he with us? I don't believe that. That's. I, think I don't know. We'll get passed. we'll get edited on this. It's fine. Um, all right. You got one I'm more. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson's baby that he dangled over the side of the thing. So I thought about that, but I can't remember which kid that was. I think it was Prince. <laughs> What's in that one of his kids' names? Oh, maybe. I don't Princess? know. Princess? I don't know. It's got a, he's got two kids with weird names. 
He's got how many kids did he have with Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> one? I don't think that that's possible. Well, I didn't say that it was biological. I just yeah, but they, he tried. They, he tried biologically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we do. I have any more? Uh, no, oh, you're, no, you're done. done. Okay. You're done. All right. I have my top three left. That was. Okay. Re- I thought you were gonna. I really thought you were gonna get all of them. All of them. Number three. Well, had, I, had I put a little more focus into actual babies, I might get there. Um, number three. Baby from Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. Nobody. Nobody. Puts and I mean nobody <laughs> puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I um. I, that movie's okay. You know, one of my kids asked me, "Is that a good movie?" The other day, and I was, I, it re- it took me thirty seconds to answer that because I couldn't decide if it's a good movie or not. I've watched it a million times, so I must think on some level it's pretty good. But maybe I just think Pat- Patrick Swayze's super hot. I have no idea uh, why I watch that so frequently. But Jennifer Grey plays the character Baby who is really just a fly in the ointment of what's going on uh, in South Carolina, funly, fun fan, family camp situation. I have two things on this. Okay. Number one, does your wife like that movie a lot? I don't know. We've never talked about it. God, my wife loves that movie. It's a cool, I mean, I think it's fun to watch. And number two, it was in South Carolina. I'm pretty sure. Is it feels like a very... I thought it was Myrtle Beachy. Northeast. You're thinking Catskills? Yeah. That could be true, but so that's, that's that's marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, that's so, that's I, my number two. Different. Okay, that's my number two. Is how cool is the Upper Catskill summer place you go to with all like the people from your neighborhood? That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's like Long Cove. Need to do that. <laughs> it's like Long Cove here in Dallas. It's not like Long Cove at all. But go ahead. Yeah, Highland Park is. Just, hey, let's all get in the car and then we'll, go to the uh, lake. We'll go to the lake. Okay, go. Number two. Rosemary's baby. Okay. You ever seen that? But that's not a baby. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a character. It's not a real human being. How is that not a human being? It's a baby. <laughs> I know, but I thought you meant like real baby. Your sanctity of life value is really poor. Right. It's a real baby. It's the infant antichrist. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Roman Polanski directed that movie. Oh, did he have a baby with? I think he's had some babies. Number one. Is he the most confusing pedophile ever? Like, people still respect and love him. He's got uh, immunity. (laughs) For not living here. Yeah. That's his immunity. I'm just not going to live there. He should ask for a pardon now while Biden's still in office. I just don't get the love that still exists. All right, never mind. That's a whole long, long conversation. All right, go ahead. Number one. Number one, baby, in your list. Baby Jessica. Oh, I thought you were going to say Baby Jesus. Ooh. That would have been a good one. Yeah. That would have been a good one. (laughs) You're not a very godly person. I was thinking more about Midland, Texas, which is my upbringing. So I remember uh, I was about to be 10 years old when this happened. Uh, My parents took me to Pizza Hut that Friday night so that I could get, uh, you know, the free basketballs and play some Galaga and whatnot. God, Pizza Hut back in the day was... Do you have Mazio's Pizza? Was Not until it was like uh, high school or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't didn't come around. We had Mazio's Pizza in DeSoto, and I mentioned that because we drove up to Missouri a couple weeks ago. Lots of Mazio's pizzas. Oh, it's like making in a little Oklahoma comeback. And uh, Missouri, Missouri. All right, go ahead. Uh, Midland, Texas, October sixteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. 
58 hours stuck in a well, 18 months old. I was freaked out, man. Were you? Man, I was, I was a young kid. I was in fourth grade. I was freaked out about, like, all the media coming to town and, like, is this – how is this baby still alive? Yeah, that's it a was, good one. That's a really long run and, of course, made all the talk shows. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then she became a famous singer. No, that's Jessica Simpson. That's not her? No. No. Different person. She went to Pierce. Uh, <laughs> who, ironically, the Lake Highlands Wildcats will be playing. There you go. See, we tie it all in. That's a great tie-in. But that was my number one is Baby Jessica. Hits hits very close to home. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, she's probably prospering well now. Okay, very good. I will now do my mystery top five, and I'm going to build off of your mystery top five. How do you build off that? Because I'm good at this. Teenagers. Top five teenagers. And this one might be fairly easy, but I'm going to do it anyways. Top five Patrick Swayze movies. Go. Go. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Number two on my list. Wouldn't be your regular Saturday night thing, baby. Boy, he was Dalton. That that movie is out there. Movie's incredible. That's a great movie. Number two on my list. Ghost. Ghost. Number five on my list. Pretty good. No one has done more for Clay than <laughs> Patrick Swayze. You know how many chicks took clay making classes after that movie? All of them. Uh, all, every chick <laughs> took that. Yes. The, the the Clay Teachers community was behind that movie. They produced it, I think. Do you think it's more likely, um, as as uh, close friends is concerned, that you would kill me or I would have you killed? Which which of those scenarios? Because that's what that's what the plot is of that film. So I had to kill you. You'd hire somebody. Oh, one I'd of us. Someone. One of us is hiring someone to kill the other one. Who's more likely to do that? I think I'm more likely to hire someone to kill you. That's I think that's true too. <laughs> Most people would probably pick me, um, but in this case, but I wouldn't because here's where the catch comes in. I would just kill you myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hire anyone. I'll just do it with my own bare hands. All right, next Patrick Swayze movie in my top five. Um, golly, there's gonna be there's gonna be some really good ones in here to choose from. Those are those are too obvious. Red Dawn. Red Dawn, number three on my list. Man, I'm really hammering these. I know. It's just fairly easy. I mean, he, he made like ten good movies, so you just got to nail the ones that I like, and you got it. Red Dawn, um, of my youth, that was like my favorite movie growing up, I think. Wolverine! Watched it a lot. And then oh they did that God. remake. When did they do the remake? Two years ago? Three years ago? I bet it was longer than that. Wow, but I recent time. Yeah. yeah. But I love that movie. Man, we would play Red Dawn. Get those f- commie bastards. I love a good Cold War. No doubt. Give me Cold War movies for 100. All right, so you've hit number five, number three, and number two. All right. Basically, um, we're just going through Patrick Swayze's top five movies. I'm going to be upset if you say Dirty Dancing. Because we've, I just had that. No, but okay. that did that did make me build this list. Okay, so I just want to make sure that's not a guess. I just I'm going to be very close. Honorable mention. Though. I'm checking. It's a good movie. A fact it checking. is a good movie. All right, here's one that's off the beaten path. Next of kin, not on my list. All right, 
What is Next of Kin? That is a film in which um, Patrick Swayze plays a tracker. Okay. Very underrated. Is he an Indian? No, he is a guardian. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've, you call trackers guardians now in the baseball team. You still call the Indians. I don't refer to anybody that tries to rewrite history. Okay. Um, so, uh, and then I get one more guess. Number one is got to be obvious. I'm going to feel dumb, I bet. Yeah, you are. Uh, let's go with... Um, Outsiders. Outsiders, number four on my list. Oh, didn't get the one. There's another movie called Young Blood, tying it into sports. So good. I love Young Blood. Patrick Swayze is a hockey player with Raw Blow. Raw Blow. Number one. That should be number one. I want to change my answer. I want Young Blood at one. You can have Young Blood. Thank fine. you. Number one. Boy, John Azano is just pounding the steering wheel right now. Point Break. Oh, my God. How do you miss Point Break? I knew I was missing something <laughs> obvious. Well, it's because it's not my list. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I've had zero time to prepare. and uh, But that's, yeah. I got to go with that, number one. Anytime too. you can surf a hundred-foot wave to your death, quote-unquote. Ne- n- I never saw a body. That's right. What a fantastic movie that is. He's made some great ones. And uh, that is the culmination of your mystery top five. That was a good impromptu. All right, let's get into the NFL. My absolute... 18-star play of the week is Thursday night. Well, what about what about what happened last week? Oh. In the NFL National Football League players. Fine. Let's do a recap. Whatever. Dallas Cowboys' valiant effort to come back comes up short. Eagles stay undefeated. I told you this <clears throat> on the podcast. I said the Eagles are covering this game. Kind of didn't really care what the number was. It did get up. It touched seven, which was very scary from my personal betting perspective. The under we took at 43, it hit 43. (laughs) The the NFL totals are incredible. They don't vary much. I talked to a friend who has been playing 13-point NFL total teasers. Like, he's making thousands of dollars a weekend. Because you can go either, either way on them. Yeah. And the totals always hit, like, right on. You got to take the under, number one, on everything. Just bump it up 13 points and take the under. Because that's the only way these games have been going. I mean, you'll get a 27-point game on a 40-point If the Lions are involved. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Don't do that. Don't tease the Lions. Um, So, the Cowboys... Oh, man... I just that one felt like it was not going to happen. There's a, there's a I gave you the stat um, home favorite before a buy sixty four percent, and now it's sixty six percent. We took the Rams uh, against the Carolina Panthers minus ten, and Philly minus six and a half covered both covered both uh, buys this week. Home team got a week. little lucky on the Rams. I don't think we did actually. I yeah. think statistically. 
they should have won by 14 points, and they won by 14 points. That game was very much in question. Uh, Kansas City loses to Buffalo at home. Josh Allen, fantastic drive. The end of the game goes down. Buffalo scores. What would you take from that game? I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. I was at a steakhouse <laughs> called the Mexican. <laughs> you were at Chili's too, getting some crispers. Uh, the thing I took away from that game is there is a new favorite in the NFC and the AFC and it's Buffalo. Anytime you How's can, that new? Anytime you can get, well, they didn't win last year, did they? Yeah, but they've been the Super Bowl favorite since I don't care. training camps. What I care about All is right. actual results. Oh, okay. That's right. And in this one, Buffalo won. That was awesome. I didn't watch too much of it either. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Bet. Numbers, not teams. Um, Atlanta, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Giants. What do you think a money line parlay would have paid out on those bad boys? Someone hit one. It's like a hundred to one. Someone hit one and won like two hundred and sixty grand. Dang, I can't remember. It might have been on a five hundred dollar bet. Most surprising of those wins to you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Got to be Pittsburgh, right? God, they suck. They're terrible. We we took the Giants plus five and a half in our write up. Live dog. Like Green Bay's all over the place. I'm sorry. Um who'd they play? <laughs> the the Jets. The Jets rolled the Packers, but you're thinking of the Giants the hosting Ravens. the Ravens. The Ravens. Correct. That's right. Um that's what I meant. Is I just Lamar Jackson twenty two and twenty five as a favorite against the spread, twenty two and twenty six now. As a dog, he's fantastic. Nine and two against the spread. But this was, I mean, I thought this was the easiest handicap of the week, the Giants, plus five and a half at home. I love the Giants. Give me anybody against the Giants. Or give me the Giants against anybody. Now the Giants are plus three, again, taking points on the road at Jacksonville. So you're telling me. It's a regression play. It's got to be. A regression line is what Because there's no universe in which Jacksonville and the Giants are the same team. It's ridiculous. You know who shoots themselves in the foot? Jacksonville. Jeez. <laughs> so I heard this being talked about. Trevor Lawrence can't throw a Hail Mary 60 yards. Like, what's going on with his arm? Does it get caught in his hair when he goes back? <laughs> Sunshine. Uh, that's concerning. That seems like an injury. Where did you hear this? So he he throws a Hail Mary, I think, two weeks ago and doesn't get it to the end zone. And then this week, he's in a similar situation to throw a Hail Mary, and they throw like a dump-off hook-and-ladder type play instead of having him throw the Hail Mary. I think he's hurt. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not hear this. That's interesting. What? What? Who's their backup? Nobody. Gardner Minshew. Is it Gardner Minshew? It might be. I think it has to be, right? Does he still play for them? I thought he changed teams. Um, I... Let's look that up I while th- we talk. Vamp. Um, You're good at that. What's that? Vamping. No, no, no. Take that away. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, let's go with Dallas hosting the Lions as a seven-point fave this week. What do you think about that? I hope I go to that game, kind of. Here's what I think about that game. <laughs> post buy 
Okay. Post by Away Dogs, 59%. 10 and 1. 10 and 1 what? Cowboys against the spread versus a team with a losing record. Yeah, Dak does beat losing teams. You get Dak back. They love to punish uh, losing teams. So if New England can shut out Detroit, which was the last time Detroit played a football game, no, Dallas no. can probably do that too. Uh, well, I don't know. Their defense it seems like it's okay. That's more of a Belichick thing, I think, than an actual playing thing. I'm just saying they're not going to score that many points. That's true. So is Dallas going to uh, punish Detroit? Um, I don't know. I don't like betting against trends that are 58-59%. I'm not necessarily saying we bet on Detroit here, but I don't like betting against them in this scenario. Does Atlanta keep their spread uh, trend intact? Because they have covered every single week. They are the first team in 33 years that's undefeated against the spread and has a losing record. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? I bet you that continues this week, too. They're going to Cincinnati. um, and Cincinnati, And they're catching six points. I like that. I don't like that. Because they're going to eventually not cover a spread. Because I love the Bengals. But yeah, I mean that one. That seem this seems like the most obvious one to take uh, from the Falcons standpoint. Catching almost a touchdown. They're on the road. I don't know. I don't know about that one. You said that your favorite game. Your your eighteen star or something. Eight like, star. Eight star is on Thursday night football, which is a place where offenses go to die. Arizona Cardinals minus one hosting the Saints. Uh-uh. I love the Cardinals. DeAndre here. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Robbie Anderson gets traded from the Panthers. That dude's bad To news. the Cardinals. Uh, he's perfect for their offense, according to things I've read. Cliff Kingberry. I think that the Saints are terrible. This is this I'm trying to figure out how much is baked into this with your hatred of the Saints. A lot. (laughs) So we're gonna put some bias in here. But it's a one point line for a team at home, traveling team on Thursday. Short week. Terrible normally. Uh and they get DeAndre Hopkins. And it's not like DeAndre Hopkins has been injured. He's just been suspended. He was suspended. What was he suspended for? I can't even remember. Peds. Uh, okay. So he had a, a tapeworm, I think. <laughs> That's a PD. Isn't that what Tati said? He had a tapeworm or something? Oh, yeah. Ringworm. Ringworm. It was ringworm. Ringworm. That's it. Um, Arizona, 1-7 against the spread their last eight home games. Oh, my God. I'm taking Arizona. for. We're doing, we're doing like 19 units on Arizona. We went. So, are stars units now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Eight stars is 19 units. <laughs> Do that <laughs> conversion. Is this the metric system? Um, what are your thoughts on two teams that have been getting a lot of publicity on the heels of this past week? The Jets go to mile high to play Denver. That is two very talked about teams right now. Squaring up. 
the Jets are catching three points. Why is anyone talking about the Broncos? They suck. Because that's worth talking about. I mean, they're terrible. They're real bad, and that, what sucks is their defense is pretty darn good. Um, even though they have the kid Mathis that had four pass interference penalties in one game. Um, man, the Jets, 3-0 and away from home. Yeah, and they're on the road for a second week, and this is a longer trip. Uh, they go to Denver. You know... This feels like um, kind of the same thing uh, for the Giants, right? It feels very trappy. It feels like, yeah, duh, I'm going to take the Jets plus three, no question. Um, but I, I don't. I just the Broncos play a lot of close games. They lose all of them, but they're all close. Well, this is a spot where they're the favorite, so that lends itself to just take the Jets and the points because. Even if they lose, it's going to be close. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Jets have found something with the running game. They found something the with the defense, defense. The defense is super strong. Sauce Gardner wearing the cheese head. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's amazing. That there's not much not to like about that guy. Yeah, and and Sala being, you know, he's a former defense coordinator for the 49ers uh, a couple years ago. Came over to the Jets, super and now cool. and now he is building that defense you got a defensive coach with talent i love that um i like that game i like i like that spot for the jets um here's your old like if anyone loves something as much as i hate the saints it's you loving the 49ers (laughs) home dog home dog to the chiefs 49ers of course lose to atlanta on the road, second road game in a row for them. Second East Coast road game in a row for them. Uh, but now they go home, and they're just injured. Bosa hurt. Uh, Trent Williams hurt. I think they got a couple guys on defense hurt. They mm-hmm. just, I think they're just kind of stacking up injuries is the problem here. The next time they lose at home will be their first. In, like, the their lives? Since they opened the stadium. <laughs> They've won every game at Levi Stadium. Kansas City <laughs> is a huge public play this week. Huge. Bounce back Kansas City. Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. That defense sucks. It's terrible. It's never going to be good until we hit Turkey Day. Uh, I mean, they kind of handled Buffalo's offense. So Meh. Buffalo's self-destructed. No, they do tend to do that sometimes. All right, so you love the 49ers. Love them. You love Jimmy G. Take him without looking. God, you love the 49ers. That's amazing. All right. Um, Seahawks and Chargers. The Chargers are minus six at home versus Seattle. So this goes back to our trend. Home team by next week. Uh, 66% now. And so I like the Chargers uh, minus six. You actually like the total here over 51. Yeah, I think that we're going to see some points. Seattle games go over. That's a fact. I mean, Geno Smith just, I mean, he's hes as productive as you can be at the quarterback. Did Seattle win the trade against Denver? Geno Smith is the second-rated quarterback, according to PFF, and fourth-rated quarterback, according to QBR, in the NFL this He's season. going to the Pro Bowl. He might get the MVP. I don't know about that. You're going to hold a Geno Smith MVP ticket? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's amazing. What was that early season? 
they they score. To, that, there's nothing wrong with that offense. And Kenneth Walker, three. Oh, he's great. Yeah, man, that's the only good thing about my fantasy football draft. <laughs> Kenneth year. Walker, the third. I'm 0-6. He wasn't even the starter when the season started. Is he the starter now? Yeah, because Penny's out for the season. Oh, he is. That's how he got all those carries last week. Gotcha, gotcha. That boy good. I mean, I saw him against the Saints run one like 60 yards. He's amazing. He's awesome. Love Kenneth Walker. Uh, well, I don't. I love the over. I, I I don't think that man that Chargers offense is is bound to come out of last week's game with something to prove. Seahawks haven't stopped anyone yet. <laughs> Anybody except for the Cardinals and the Broncos. They've both stopped the Broncos. Yes, each each of these teams has stopped the Broncos. Go figure. Yep. Uh, all right. My list: Houston plus seven at Las Vegas. Both teams off a bye. Houston covers a lot. And Road Dog off a bye. Very good record. ATS. So I'm playing the number here, uh, and it's a touchdown. So give me the Texans at Las Vegas, plus seven. I don't hate it. Okay, that's good. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? Dolphins, Steelers, Patriots, Bears. I could do, I could do Patriots, Bears for sure. Okay. Um, man, I think Bill Belichick's going to just light up, light up the Bears. Not that that's anything to write home about, but I think they are so um, poorly run on offense that he is going to. He's probably not um, appreciative of just how easy this is going to be for him. So the Patriots are at home minus eight um, uh, with the visiting Bears. And the Patriots defense has been playing a lot better. Zero points to the Lions. 15 points to the Browns in a blowout. Mm-hmm. They we found were a on the wrong side of that. Yeah, we were. I think they found a quarterback. Zappy Hour. Zappy Hour is uh, fully alive in New England. And the Bears are terrible. They suck, man. They just are You still terrible. like Justin Fields, and I don't like him at all, and I never have. I, I, I know. Uh, I know that you don't, and that's a hill you're going to die on. It's not that I like him. I just am not as anti as everybody. I'd like to see, see what he can do if he has any sort of playmakers who besides plays, the running back. Who plays receiver for their team? Daryl Mooney, Darnell Mooney. That sounds, know, like mid- that sounds like Man a mid Man on the Mooney. That sounds like a mid eighties Ferris Bueller character. Cole Komet. Daryl Mooney. Oh, Daryl Mooney. He was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> that was. Is that right? No. No. Darryl. But he sounds like a Saturday Night Live guy, right? Daryl Mooney. Who was the guy that did Al Gore? Yeah. Daryl Ham- uh, Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. Um, I I just would like to I'd like to see him get a uh a fair shake of what he can do versus what he's dealing with now. He's not great, but I just think he's kind of getting it beat up real bad every single week, and that's hard to it's hard to be, come off punch drunk quite uh, well. Seeing that Trevor his, Lawrence class? He is, yeah. That's a bad class of quarterbacks. Yeah, they're all getting beat up. Well, all right, never mind. Uh, Dolphins at home, minus seven against the Steelers. Tua, back? Yes. Um, 
God, Pittsburgh's not good. Not no, good. like coming off a win. <laughs> they aren't coming off a win. Mike Tomlin has never been less than 500 in this league. Not has Mike Tomlin ever won on Sunday Night Football? I did. That's a great question. I'm sure someone could look that up if we had a staff. If we get <laughs> enough subscribers, we can buy a staff. Um, I think that this line is low because Miami's lost three straight. This should be a double digit. I mean, if I think I agree with if that. if Tampa Bay was eight and a half faves at Pittsburgh, this is, should be ten. It should be ten. Yeah. If two is right. playing, yeah. I mean, Skylar. If Skylar Thompson's not playing, Miami should be three points. Okay, but if he if is two is two is playing, yeah, if he is playing, but two is playing, it should be ten. I think you're right. All right, that's all I got on NFL. Oh, and the uh, we got to figure out where uh, Torbert's going to be officiating. Ron Torbert, twenty nine and nine to the under. <laughs> that's a big number. When that assignment gets out, I can't wait to see what the line it's, movement it's does. It's going to be Seahawks Chargers. <laughs> oh, please don't be Seahawks Chargers. That would be amazing. All right, we're going to get out of your hair. Um, www.linesite2020.com is the website. Linesite2020 is the podcast. At Linesite2020 is the Instagram and the Twitter. Follow along. Uh, Linesite2020 will be producing a new podcast here in two weeks. Starting in two weeks. Lake Hooplands. It'll be a Lake Highlands basketball podcast, so dial that up on your podcast streaming service and listen to us talk a little high school hoops with coach joe duffield man that team is loaded the number 20 team in the country the lake islands wildcats so and we'll on the move up and on the move all right we will uh talk to you guys next week adios bye-bye <laughs>